and welcome to the Relationship Anxiety Podcast. Today, we are interviewing a client about engagement and relationship anxiety. Hey guys, what's up? I am literally so excited for today's episode. We have a big treat in for y'all today. One of my clients just reached out to me and said that she's engaged. And I just thought it'd be super fun to have her on and share a little bit about her story and her experience and kind of what gave her the confidence to get engaged. So one thing I want you guys to keep in mind as you're listening to this episode is, you know, I've had clients that have gotten engaged and gotten married and all of their stories have looked totally different. So I want you to be careful of comparing yourself to her and where she's at and use this as an opportunity to learn and grow. Like if you catch yourself trying to compare of like, oh, I'm like this or I'm not like that or I'm not like this. So maybe my relationship is wrong and we really shouldn't be together. Want you to catch yourself there that this is anxiety, trying to compare and figure out what the right answer is. There's no right answer here. But I want you guys just to hear what could possibly be totally available to you in your relationship. And I think that this is a really fun opportunity for y'all, but definitely catch yourself if you're getting in an anxious spin there. Um, But this is a really fun treat for y'all, so definitely tune in. And without further ado, here's the episode. Hey, welcome so much to the podcast today. Hey. (laughs) It feels weird because I'm like, I want to say your name. I know, I know. (laughs) Okay, so um, this is one of my clients on the podcast today, and she recently just got engaged, and I wanted to invite her on to tell a little bit about her story and experience with relationship anxiety and just kind of what she's learned through the whole process. So super excited to have you today. I'm so excited to be here. Thank you. So I want us to start off with, maybe you can just tell everyone a little bit kind of about your story, just about how you met your fiance, now fiance. (laughs) Weird to say that still sometimes. (laughs) So we actually met in college um, about, goodness, seven or eight years ago. Um, So we've known each other for a really long time, but after college, we both kind of, you know, we were just acquaintances. We weren't super close or anything. Um, and we kind of went our separate ways and never talked for a couple years. And then, um, I moved to the city where he lived and we happened to run into each other like at three or four different places. Like it just happened to work out that I saw him at church one Sunday. Um, I had a friend that was supposed to help me move in and he had to bail last minute. And so he replaced himself with my fiance. Um, and I just ran into him a lot of other times and it wasn't planned and it just kind of worked out and we started hanging out and, um, the rest is history, I guess. <laughs> ah, so you guys really just kind of started out as like running into each other, being acquaintances and just kind of became friends and built that relationship more. Yeah. Yeah. Because I mean, we had been friends for a long time. Um, actually, funny enough, one of my best friends who's now married very happily, um, had a crush on him in college. So, you know, like <laughs> we, we've known each other for a while, so um, he was kind but of it just didn't, college, you know, so. yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was kind of like, okay, well, I'm not going to crush on someone that my best friend is crushing on. So, <laughs> 
so tell me kind of like a little bit about like when you guys started dating, like kind of your experience there and like when you started noticing like relationship anxiety coming up for you. Yeah, um, so we started um, kind of going, we went on a couple of dates um, last March and they were all like kind of close together. Um, we just kind of hung out casually a couple times as well. Um, so it was kind of like a slow build into like officially dating, I guess. Um, but we started dating probably about a month or so after we started hanging out and, um, everything was great. Like, honestly, like (laughs) a few weeks into our relationship, I remember talking to my mom on the phone and saying like, I think I could see myself marrying this guy, you know? So I felt pretty confident about that from the start. Um, but a couple months in, um, I guess maybe it was after kind of the honeymoon phase wore off. Um, I, I'm sure that I had these thoughts before this moment, but this is the first moment that I specifically remember it happening. Um, we were doing a Bible study and that has nothing really to do with it. I just remember that's what we were doing. And I just had this random thought out of completely nowhere of like, do I love him as much as he loves me? Um, do I love him enough? Are my feelings enough? And I just immediately started spiraling in those thoughts and I had no idea why. And I was so confused because at that point I didn't even recognize it as like relationship anxiety because I didn't know that was a thing even. Um, so I just associated it with like truth. I was like, well, this is, this is what's actually happening. Like I'm losing my feelings for him. I don't love him enough. And, um, I actually kind of told him a little bit about it that night and I need to give him a shout out. He, has been so supportive from that very first moment up until today, because, you know, I still have my moments. Um, but he was so, so supportive and kind and he listened to me and he didn't run. And it just, that has been so incredible and has been, um, a really big part of us growing in our relationship. But as far as, um, the anxiety, um, it just kind of built and, it kind of, it got to the point where I had convinced myself I didn't have feelings for him, which made no sense. And I knew it made no sense logically because I was like, well, last week I felt perfectly fine. So it doesn't make sense that this would just go away overnight. Like in that one moment during that Bible study, when I had that thought, there's no way this actually just, um, just went away and I lost those feelings. Um, but I just kind of started feeling hopeless and frustrated and confused because I had no idea what was happening. Um, so I frantically started searching the internet, you know, and, um, that's when I'd found like the, the title of relationship anxiety. And so I searched podcast on relationship anxiety because I love listening to podcasts and that's helped me get through a lot of things in life. Um, and I stumbled upon your podcast and, um, you know, through that, I found out about your coaching and all of that. And, um, you obviously have been there basically every step of the way and have seen, um, kind of where I started and where I've gotten to today, but, um, I, you've helped me a ton get to where I am right now. Um, so it just took a lot of working through, um, those anxious thoughts and, um, a lot of work, but yeah. definitely, definitely worth it. <laughs> ah, totally. Thank you. Okay. So one thing you said that I thought was so interesting is you said like, because everyone I think has 
the point where these thoughts come up. And sometimes it's like immediate, like the first date, like, oh, I don't know if this is the guy or like it comes up randomly, like a few months in, but mm-hmm. like, I love how you said, you're like, I just associated it as truth. Mm-hmm. Like what kind of helped you like have that step back to realize like, maybe these thoughts are not just like my truth. Yeah. So one thing, and I kind of mentioned this before, but one thing that helped me to realize that was the fact that I was like, this logically means like, this cannot happen overnight. Like I cannot feel one way one day. And then the next day, just it's completely all gone and out the window. And, you know, I'm there, there's no way that it could logically happen like that. And so I've had this, like, and I still have this sometimes, but like this war between like my logical brain and my anxious brain. Mm-hmm. And I think that was those defining moments of realizing like, okay, logically, I know that this doesn't make sense, but the anxiety still feels so real. And so that's, that's kind of the struggle is, you know, the anxiety like sounds like truth and it sounds so convincing and it feels so convincing because it makes you feel certain ways. Um, but I just have to try and use my logical brain to kind of move past that, I guess. Yeah, like kind of keep that part. I love that you recognize, and we, we all have that. Like we all have that part of our brain that's like more anxious. And like, like every person on the planet has like, it's called the primitive brain. It's that part of your brain that wants to freak out at every little thing. And for whatever reason, ours is just very centered on relationships. <laughs> then you have the logical brain to be able to be like, look at how great this guy is. Yeah. Yeah. And I, and there have never, ever been any kind of red flags with him. Like if I had a checklist for a guy that's perfect for me, he would have met all those little boxes on my checklist and far exceeded them. So again, logically, I was like, this doesn't make sense. Like it doesn't add up that this is true. Yeah, totally. So tell me like, through this process of kind of like experiencing relationship anxiety, like what have you learned about yourself? Um, I think one thing I've learned about myself is, um, I guess the expectations can sometimes let me down. Mm-hmm. And I'll explain that a little more. Um, I just, I sometimes have really high expectations for everything in my life. I'm a bit of a perfectionist, I guess. <laughs> um, but having those really, really high unrealistic expectations, whether I mean to have them or not, can sometimes set you up for failure. Um, so as far as relationships go, you know, you see Hollywood and like movies and Prince Charming, and you just imagine to have those like butterflies 24 seven and that over the moon, like in love feeling all the time. And the reality of that is like, that's not necessarily you know what a real relationship is thankfully reality is so much better it's just better in different ways Um, but I think I've just learned that sometimes my expectations are not grounded in reality and so I just have to take a step back and realize like that doesn't mean that reality is worse than my expectations um, at all but just to kind of um, I guess not set myself up for um, for more heartache by having <laughs> those expectations. Um, so I've, I've definitely learned that about myself through this process. Yes. I know. I love that. Cause I think like, you know, especially when you find such an amazing guy, 
that like still like as a perfectionistic brain, it's like, okay, like this is an A, but maybe it's not an A plus. What else do I need? Right. Like I'll constantly looking for more rather than allowing yourself to settle into the really great thing that you have. Yes, 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 yes. 100%. Um, I remember when I was going through um, the course with you, you talked about that and it is a tendency of mine to just want to be like, you know, to get the bonus points on the test, (laughs) 100% A plus isn't enough. Like you have to go above and beyond and to just realize that sometimes cultivating what's already there is, is how you get to that point. Like that's what you should be doing instead of trying to replace something with something better all the time, you know, just realizing what you have is great, you know, because it is. Yeah. Well, and I know that was like a thought that came up a lot for you and like a thought that I've totally experienced in many of my clients, um, of the thought of like, well, like, like this is great, but what if there's something better, right? Like, how do I know if this is the right decision? Yeah. And that's something that I, I struggle with making decisions in general, not just with my relationship. So that is a, a big deal to me is, you know, this is a decision you make for the rest of your life. Like this is not something to take lightly. Um, but something that when I was going through your course, um, the one thing that really, really resonated with me, um, and I'm sure you remember telling me this because it came up just about every time we talked, um, <laughs> but you told me you get to decide if with him is the right decision. You make it the right decision. And so it was like, I all of a sudden had this freedom to be like, I'm not waiting for God to like drop a sign from the sky or a neon sign to like light up and tell me this is the right decision. Like I get to decide that it's the right decision. And once I decide that, like, that's it, it's locked in. Like it is the right decision. Um, So that has really, really helped me. Like it's so much more empowering for you, right? Yes. You can like have this, you can want it and you can like make it happen versus like, I need a sign in order to have permission to like pursue this life I want with this guy. Right. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think what it comes back to for me is sometimes I'm afraid to make the decision because if it's for some reason, the wrong one, then I blame myself. Yes. If this one, it's just, I just had to take a step back and realize like this, this is the right decision. I know it's the right decision. And while it might be hard at some points, because I might question like, Oh, did I make the right decision? Whatever it's still worth it. Like it's still worth it to make that decision for myself and stick with that. Even when I have those like rocky moments where my anxiety wants to flare up to just fall back onto that. And, and it really brings me so much peace and comfort just to know, like, I decided this a long time ago. Like I decided this months ago, so I don't have to keep trying to redecide it every single day. Yes. Yes. And I love, I love what you just said, which is like, I know this is the right decision. And I still have moments of doubt. And so many of us are looking for doubt needs to be annihilated 100% in order to know versus like, I can totally know and decide this and make this the right decision. And when like doubt comes up, I, I allow it and I deal with it. Right. Let it be in the driver's seat. Right. Exactly. Like acknowledging that it's there because it is, (laughs) Um, but But then again, you know, just falling back on that, like, yes, I might be doubting in this moment, but number one, this moment isn't going to last forever. The way I feel right now isn't going to last forever. And, you know, yesterday and the day before and the day before that, I decided this was the right decision. So I'm not going to let this little 
bit of doubt that's trying to creep into my brain, take all of that away from me. Yes. I love that. That's beautiful. It's helped me get through a lot. You've helped me get through a lot with all of that. (laughs) Thank you. So one thing I'm kind of curious about is like, how do you feel like, because I actually, I have to just say this with the decision-making thing before, before we started recording, we were talking just about her engagement and all the big life decisions, not just getting engaged, but, um, (laughs) you shared with me that you bought a dress, a wedding dress and a house, like within a 24 or 48 hour period. Yeah, it was a lot, (laughs) which would have been very hard for you to have done before. Oh my goodness. Yes. Um, because I'm the kind of person where like, when I'm trying to figure out what cereals eat at night, you know, do I eat the fruit loops or the frosted flakes? Like that's a tough decision for me. So these were big and tough decisions, (laughs) but I think again, it comes back to like, I made that decision so long ago that I want to be with him and that that is the right decision for so, so many reasons. Um, so, you know, buying the house, obviously I bought the house knowing we're going to live in this house and I bought the dress knowing I'm going to marry him. And before, I think those would have been really difficult decisions. But again, just knowing I already made those, I already made the big decision. So these are just little pieces that kind of fit into that and kind of support it. Yep. Well, and I love just like, I think the work on making decisions, um, like it just carries over in different areas. Like being able to trust yourself of like, I can make a decision and I can make it right and have my own back and not beat myself up for it. And like that you could do that in different areas, like not just in your relationship, but like in a house or like picking out a dress and like how it does all fit together for you. Right. And I think just realizing, like you said, there's not like just one right decision out there. Like, you know, when you're trying to buy a house, there's not just one perfect house for you. Like you have to, you, you have to decide and then you make that the perfect house for you you know, and, and it's the same with a guy or with a wedding dress, you know, there's always, there are going to be flaws with every decision you make in some little way, but you decide to make it the right decision. The universe doesn't make it the right decision. There's not, it's not like if you choose one wedding dress, then like everything's going to be terrible because this other one is perfect for you. You make that one perfect for you because it's the one you chose. Yes. So um, that's helped me a lot. Yeah. I, okay. Yes. I love that. I have to just share on a side little tangent. We were talking before this call (laughs) about how we're both in the process of buying homes. And, um, I just, uh, I bought, we bought our house sight unseen and I, I had seen pictures online, but we hadn't seen it in person. And I just fell in love with the pictures, but I knew this house is still under construction. Like it might look slightly different and like, maybe I might get there and be disappointed. And I, I committed to myself. I said, no, like, you, you, this meets the basics of what you're looking for. You love it right now. You're going to have your back on this decision. You're going to go see that house. And instead of nitpicking or finding the flaws with it and like questioning your decision, it's going to be like, this is the best possible house I could have chosen for me. And I'm going to find all the reasons why that's true because you can tear apart any decision you make. Yes. And you can also like, you can also like really build up that decision by looking at all the positives of the decision that you made, like your house, you know, look at all the things that you love about it because I'm sure that outweighs the things that you might not. So yeah, yeah totally love it. Okay. So I want us to talk a little bit about like your engagement, like what gave you the confidence to get engaged? 
Um, so I think kind of coming back to that same, that same phrase, um, me deciding that it was the right decision, like that moment gave me a lot of confidence, but still even after that, cause you know, that happened like earlier on in our relationship when you and I were um, having our sessions. Um, but I think a lot of it was just like giving it a little bit more time to kind of settle. Um, I think that time did a lot for me. I mean, obviously it wasn't a crazy long amount of time. It's not like I, I mean, it'd be different for everyone. Someone might need a year. Someone might need two years. Some might need two months. Um, but for me, I think just deciding it was the right decision and giving it a little bit of time to kind of sit. And also I think over the course of that time, it gave me, I don't know if opportunities is the right word, but it gave me more opportunities to have my anxiety come up and to then deal with it. Um, and to kind of move past it. And I think every single time I've done that, it has kind of strengthened um, my relationship with my anxiety and in a good way, like in how I handle it. And also it's just strengthened my relationship because it's like, okay, like I'm, we made it through again, you know? And so I think that really like, it got me to the point where I was like, this, this is what I want. Like, this is not only what I want, but it's what I need. And so those two things combined, I was like, I can't, I can't go wrong with this decision. Like it's, there's no way this cannot be the right decision for me. (laughs) Yes. And I just want to like offer to like those of you listening on the podcast is I know it it probably can be really easy to listening to her talk and just being like, oh, well that, that's not me. Like, I, I don't feel like that. Like I'm different. Like something must be wrong with me. And like, (laughs) I want to encourage you to use this as a moment to not like, look at like, to discuss, to discourage yourself or see what's wrong with you, but of like, look what's possible to you. Cause she's done so much work on herself to get to this place. Like where those doubts really were kind of consuming to get to this like very confident, solid place that she's at. Um, yes, I, <laughs> I won't say a ton about this and take up too much time with it, but I do want to really emphasize what you just said, because um, I, <laughs> you know, six months ago, seven, eight months ago when all this started, I guess it was longer. It was, it was about nine months ago when it all started. (laughs) My timing's off. But if I would have heard someone saying these things, I would have probably blown them off and been like, wow, that's really nice for you. But this is where I'm at. Um, and this is very real for me. And, um, so I, I just, I want to just echo what she has said and encourage you just do what you have to do to get to this point. And again, I'm not to a perfect place either. I still deal with anxiety. Um, sometimes on a daily basis, it still comes up for me. I just have better tools for how to handle it. Um, but when this all started, I had no idea what I was dealing with. I, it was, it was so consuming. I could not concentrate on anything. I couldn't focus. I couldn't, I didn't really have an appetite. Like it just took over my thoughts 24 seven. And I remember thinking so many times, no one else has ever gone through this. Like, I'm never going to make it through this. And that's when I, you know, started frantically searching and thankfully stumbled upon Mikkel. But yeah. yeah. Well, and I think the thing that, cause I, I think everyone has those moments of like, I'm never going to figure this out. And like, something's wrong with me and feeling alone. Um, But I think what like is able to help us kind of step out of that is kind of stepping into the belief of like, maybe this is possible for me. Maybe I really could get to that place. And like, if you feel that little twinge of hope of like, maybe I might be able to get there. Like, cause I know it feels so, it's still so far away. Right. But like, that's what stood out to me with you is like, 
you know, you were definitely a little bit hesitant about doing the program at first, but when you decided you're like, no, I need this. Like, I'm going to figure this out for me. And you committed that to yourself and you, like just looking at what you've created and like how you've shifted your mindset is it's really cool to see. Well, I, I know I keep saying this, but seriously, it's thanks to you <laughs> um, because about like where I was before I started this and where I was after and where I am now, because, you know, we aren't actively having our coaching sessions right now at this time, but it still helps me on a daily basis because I have the notes that I got from you and I still listen to your podcast. And, um, so, so yeah, it's, it's definitely a journey. It's not one of those things where like, you're just going to wake up and it's going to all be gone. It's a process, but it's a very, very, very worthwhile process. Yes. Okay. And that's actually what I wanted you to talk about a little bit is like kind of where you're at on that journey. Because I think a lot of us have this idea that it's like, I'm either in this horrible stuck place. I'm never going to get better. Or you're like magically healed and there, and you like never have any anxiety, right? <laughs> or like you're a robot. <laughs> Exactly. Because at this point, like in order for you to never have anxiety, I think that might be how you have to be. (laughs) Um, But yeah, so I, I'd had that perception like 100% at the beginning of all this. I was like, okay, I just, hopefully I'll wake up tomorrow and feel better. And I just kept thinking like, oh, I'll just wake up and it'll just all be gone. And I was very wrong. And I don't say that to discourage anybody listening, but, um, but more to encourage you that like, when you do wake up and have those like tough days, just know like those days aren't going to last forever and, and you will get through it and you will come out on the other side and it, it kind of ebbs and flows. But for me personally, um, I think, um, something that <laughs> could maybe describe where I'm at is I haven't arrived. If that makes sense <laughs> in my mind, it's like, there's this place where you like will arrive and you like like you said, never feel anxious again. And anxiety just goes out the window. And I don't think I will necessarily ever make it to that point because again, that's unrealistic, but I have made such progress from where I was before. Um, I, I was sharing with you before we um, started recording that um, I even had anxiety pop up for me a couple weeks ago. Um, Change always induces anxiety in me. And so um, a lot of times when I have change, whether it's big or small, it will make my anxiety flare up. But I realize now what it is that doesn't make it feel any less real in the moment, (laughs) but I do recognize what it is and it lasts less time. So like, whereas before it might've lasted two weeks, now it'll last two days. Um, And you're going to make room for it, like versus shoving it away and judging yourself for it. Like you can tell the way you talk about it is like, you're so much more at peace with that being a part of your experience. And that's part of the reason it's become so much less intense for you. Yes. Yes. Because trying to like push it away is what I did at the beginning and it, it just amplified it so much more because I would try and push it away. And with that, it made my thoughts spiral even more. And it just sent me even more into a downward spiral spiral. So um, yeah, definitely just like accepting it in recognizing it and realizing that progress isn't necessarily just like a straight, you know, a diagonal line that just is constantly going up. Sometimes progress looks like dipping down a little bit and then going back up and, and realizing that it's not defeat when I have those anxious days anymore, but that, you know, I won't always feel like this. It doesn't last forever. Yeah. And recognizing like for you, the progress being like, Hey, when I had an anxious day, it used to be like two weeks of being like stuck in that versus now 
Like I can have an anxious day and then let go of it after a day or two. And just like seeing that movement for you where it doesn't like last as long or be as intense. Right. Yeah, definitely. Um, It still feels just as real in those moments, but they don't last as long. And um, I think just realizing that you've said this to me before, positive emotions don't exist 100% of the time and negative emotions also don't exist 100% of the time. It's, it's an ebb and a flow. Like it, it gives and takes. So I'm um, just recognizing that in and of itself has really helped me. Yeah, totally. And the, like the negative emotions, like as we make room for those, we also make room for the positive emotions as well. Like, cause I just think a lot of times when we try to shut down the negative, we're also shutting down like that positive half that we get to experience in our life too. Right. Right. It's just, I realize it's better to move through it rather than try to like go around the anxiety because trying to go around it and avoid it, um, has not <laughs> proven to be very su- successful for me. So I just have to learn how to, to get through it and how to deal with it and recognize that it's, it's kind of a part of me, like it's here. And so I just have to learn how to handle it. Yeah. So tell me like, what advice would you offer like to someone going through something, you know, going through like the same thing or something very similar to this, like what advice or words of encouragement would you offer them? Um, I think my number one piece of advice would be, um, you know, I know that some relationships you might have red flags and things like that. And I'm not talking about those relationships. If there are real reasons why you should leave a terrible relationship, do that and make that decision for yourself. But sorry, just to pause you right there, just for like refresher, everyone of like red flags being like, there is addiction happening. There is like extreme emotional manipulation, physical abuse, right? right? Those are the kind of where it's just very consistently like unhealthy treatment towards you. So sorry, <laughs> just for those of you that are like, maybe I have a red flag. That's what we're talking yeah, about. Major problems. <laughs> big red flags. Thank you for clarifying. That. <laughs> I'm not talking about relationships with those big red flags, um, but um, a relationship that you know is good Um, like for me, I knew deep down this relationship was so, so good. Um, But if you know it's good, do not give up on it. Um, That would be my number one piece of advice because um, my fiance knows this, so I'm comfortable saying it. There were um, quite a few times when this first started hitting me that I consider breaking up with him because it felt like the only solution to ending my anxiety. I was so desperate to escape the anxiety that I almost gave in and did that, which is exactly what it wanted me to do. Um, But I realized that doing that would have just induced more anxiety in me because then I would get really upset about thinking about not being with him. And it was just like, I have to, I have to figure out another way to get through this rather than just ending it. So I think my biggest piece of advice would be if it is a good relationship that you know is good for you and that you know can be fruitful, then don't give up on it. Find resources that help you. Shameless plug one more time. Mikkel is a great one, <laughs> but um, I'm just, I'm just being honest. She, she helped me to get to where I am today. And I really truly don't think I would be at this place if I hadn't um, found her. So I think that would be my, my piece of advice is just don't give up on it. Fight for it. Um, sometimes, Um, I mean, not sometimes all the time. Love is a choice. It's not something that 
you know, just magically happens. So choose to fight for it and choose to do what you need to do in order um, for your anxiety to not um, have control, I guess. Yeah, I love it. That was so beautiful. Like holding on to that little bit of hope. Like we always, I think that little bit of hope is always there. So no matter where you're at, it's like holding on to that and not letting go of it. Like find someone to support you, like find a coach, find a counselor and like believe in yourself that you're going to figure that out. And, and it's, it's work, but that it's worth it. Right. Yes. Yes. And I know at first it might feel uncomfortable and you might feel embarrassed or, you know, I know that a lot of feelings like that come along with seeking out counsel in these types of situations mm-hmm. um, because, you know, I felt those things at first too. Um, but it is 100% without a doubt worth it um, because it's either you sit, you sit in it and you feel that way, or you can, you know, learn how to move through it and find those resources and um, get to a healthier place where you can truly enjoy the good relationship that you have. Yeah. Well, it's, it's so fun to see that in you, like you enjoying your relationship, but just like, just the confidence that you have overall, like it, <laughs> it's just so fun to see that shift. Like yeah. it's, it's lots of work, but I think it's totally worth it. Oh my goodness. 100%. And I just, I wish I could have had like a future me talking to the me nine months ago when I was feeling all of this. Um, and it would have made my life a lot easier, but (laughs) if you believed that this was possible for you. Yes. Yes. I deep down I did. Um, but it just took a lot of work to, to really dig all that up and to learn how to move through it. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you so much. So many good insights. I love your willingness to be vulnerable and like share your experience. I think a lot of people really benefit from this. Well, thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. All right. Love you, girl. Thanks for coming on. Thanks. Talk to you later. All right. Thanks so much for tuning in today, you guys. I hope that you enjoyed that interview as much as I did. So Feel free to DM me at Mikkel Kristen if you guys have any requests of other things that you'd like to hear on the podcast or what you think might be useful. And until next week, you guys. All right. Bye.